we shall not be obliged to effect any requested delivery if, in our commercial reasonable opinion, this would cause us or our agents to be in breach of the rules or other applicable law, court order regulation, the cost incurred would be excessive, or delivery is impractical for any reason. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. And in today's show, we are going to dig into some recent developments in the gold, silver, and metals markets. Certainly a lot happening out there and something that I didn't see a lot of coverage of. Fortunately, Bob Coleman, who is a metals dealer on Twitter at Profits Plus ID, pointed out that recently... There was a notice in the GLD 8K filing. This was back, uh, the notice was actually May 16th. And it mentions a certain clause that says, we shall not be obliged to effect any requested delivery if, in our commercial reasonable opinion, this would cause us or our agents to be in breach of the rules or other applicable law, court order regulation, the cost incurred would be excessive, or delivery is impractical for any reason. Gee, if delivery is impractical for any reason, sure seems like a lot of room to not deliver someone's gold, which would kind of negate the purpose of the GLD trust in general. As you see down here, Bob mentions key phrase, delivery is impracticable for any reason. And oh, by the way, if we breach the rules, that is okay, as long as we tell you why. I certainly agree with Bob on this one, who, by the way, we're still planning to get on the show soon. Um, I mean, that is stunning. It's similar to the clauses that were inserted into the SLV contracts back during Silver Squeeze weekend last year. And on a side note, I had some interesting commentary from Andrew McGuire in one of his recent videos that I will cover later this week. So good reason to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. Although as we see here, this is the 8K filing for GLD and you see indeed cost incurred would be excessive or delivery impractical for any reason. And in case of breach of the rules, we shall probably provide you with the reasons for not being able to affect the requested delivery. So obviously you've heard me and many of the other guests have concerns about some of these gold and silver ETFs. And this is one of the reasons why, how that ultimately plays out or whether they will default on their customers. I guess we'll see. It's impossible to know that right now. But again, you see the risk they're concerned about behind the scenes. So just a note to keep in mind and not good news out of GLD. Although in other banking and gold news and silver as well, massive jump in notation, notional principal amount of over-the-counter derivative contracts for precious metals for JP Morgan, 278.8 billion increase over one quarter, just breathtaking. So again, I know people don't like hearing that the metals are manipulated or that the banks are doing things that are far outside of just pricing supply and demand. But again, here you see it. You can also see in the OCC's quarterly derivatives report, here is notional amount of precious metals contracts by maturity. And you can see back in 2001, when the price of gold was $200, $250, not much happening and it has really skyrocketed, especially in 2019, 2020. And you see the 2021 numbers 
uh, growing once again. So while the banks don't seem to like to talk about gold and silver, plenty of activity happening there behind the scenes. We saw the prices get hammered pretty solidly after gold had crossed 2000 earlier this year. Silver was rallying up around $28, have been hammered thoroughly since then. Yet in the midst of that, we're seeing 8% inflation prints on Friday. You saw the latest CPI report, and it was even higher despite the recent Fed rate hikes, of which we have the Fed meeting this week, which will probably bring a 50 basis point rate hike, possibility of 75 basis points. Interesting to think about how the Fed might respond after seeing this latest print that is having impacts in the mortgage market. May have caught the video I posted last night about how some of the MBS contracts went no bid on Friday, reminiscent of what we saw in 2007, 2008. So there is pressure certainly building on the system. I know that hasn't been reflected in a positive way in the silver price just yet, but here are some of the things happening that could lead to what we will see in the future. So Again, uh, just wanting to pass along the information and then you can make your own due diligence. Although, as you can see here, hedge fund giant David Einhorn says gold price may go much higher. He mentions when countries don't trust each other over bonds and currencies, gold becomes the ultimate reserve asset. And I say gold rather than crypto because gold is already recognized as a globally acceptable central bank reserve asset. Gold as a percentage of total reserves remains staggeringly low. The question is whether there is enough gold to back the currency reserves. The answer is for the price of gold to go higher, perhaps much higher. And he also mentions to me, this inflation is not going away fast. And it's hard to see that happening. Even if Fed does continue raising interest rates, it just seems like there's already been so much damage done between the COVID and the supply chain lines. And now jerking interest rates higher and the markets are getting hammered. So I think David Einhorn in due time will be turn out to be correct. And interesting when he met when he mentions the question is whether there is enough gold to back the currency reserves. That's what a lot of us in the gold and silver community have been feeling for a while. And perhaps for just cause because here was a story last week, traders in China rushed to check metal stocks on pledging concerns. Glencore and Trafficker among firms checking aluminum stocks. Traders claim metal inventory they lent against may not exist, which, you know, again, you just saw the concerns about GLD. We've talked a lot about SLV. There's metals leasing. And hard to ever get a straight answer from any of the governments or banks about what is really going on. Although here we see Global Commodity Powerhouse, Glencore and Trafigura, among other traders, checking their aluminum inventories. After several domestic trading firms claimed last week they were duped into providing loans against artificially inflated stockpiles, said people familiar with the matter, at least three metals warehouses in China have also suspended operations while they account for their inventories. And that's one of the problems we've seen throughout the commodities space. And certainly that exists in gold and silver. And again, just pointing out the reasons why we saw the nickel situation earlier this year, which resulted in a spike, quite a spike in the price, which then was brought back down after JP Morgan and Big Shot had a negotiation. Although you see a hedge fund is suing the LME for 456 million over nickel trading halt, because what happened was that 
they actually went in and did a full day of trading and then a couple of times and found out later that they were the LME was just canceling all those trades, which I couldn't quite imagine as a trader. But as you can see here, that hedge fund understandably wasn't happy taking action against the LME. And we'll keep an eye to see how that plays out. But again, showing the fragility of these markets. And now we have the first emerging market to default in Sri Lanka. This was a note from Martin Armstrong of Armstrong Economics. Sri Lanka has defaulted on its debts for the first time in history. It's faced an economic and political crisis triggered by global shockwaves from the pandemic and the war in Ukraine. Inflation has hit 40% and shortages of food, fuel, and medicine combined with rolling power blackouts have led to nationwide civil unrest. Their currency has been collapsing, and in the face of a rising U.S. dollars, they're unable to pay their debt. Again, just one of the types of problems that happens with the Fed's monetary policy. It's not just in the U.S., but creating problems abroad. And now we have a default that we will see how the markets price that in, whether that spreads. Um, you would imagine there will be more of that as the Fed continues to raise interest rates. Here you see Russia threatens to strike the West if US supplied rockets hit its territory. Again, without getting into the dynamics of the war, just does not sound like a situation that is resolving much. Joe Biden has been sending a lot of weapons into the Ukraine. And now one of President Putin's closest allies has warned that Moscow could target Western cities if Ukraine uses rocket systems supplied by the United States to carry out strikes on Russian territory. So again, not very ideal, but you see pressure building around the globe, not just financially, but militarily. And there is just a thought there. And hopefully it does not come to that. Another zero hedge headline though, Goldman again hikes oil price target, now sees barrel hitting $140 up from 125. Now, what Goldman is suggesting in their headline is that talking their book or Genuine opinion, uh, I'll leave that for you to decide. Yet, certainly, we see oil up at $120, had traded a lot lower after the initial spike when the military conflict broke out. But now, Goldman calling for $140 price target. I've seen other price targets even higher than that, should the conflict go on. And just uh, unfortunate all around, because again, last Friday, you saw the big impact that. Oil was playing in those inflation numbers, and certainly energy costs have gone up quite a bit. So reason to suspect that inflation will keep rising. And here, good morning from Germany, where inflation pressures keeps rising. PPI jumped by 33.5% in April year over year, the highest increase ever since the start of the statistic in 1949. Energy prices as a whole were up 87.3%. So the idea that the Fed's going to raise rates to two or three percent and fix everything. I'm not sure that I buy that. And again, you can see the signs of that coming everywhere. You can see the signs just when you go out and buy stuff. Although one thing, interestingly, that is not getting inflated is some of the IRS tax files. This was an interesting one I just had to mention because I had this on my computer. I guess this was last month, but needing to share this. The IRS destroyed data for an estimated 30 million filers in March, according to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, uh, and it just further damages the IRS's reputation in the business community and in the public. 
I'm not sure that their reputation was that strong to begin with, although somewhat bizarre to see that the administration revealed the IRS has tossed data for millions of payers, sparking anger from the tax community. I don't know if they tossed your individual record or not, although the IRS backlog created by years of budget cuts, understaffing, pandemic-related office closures, and added duties is expected to clear by December. So even the IRS having a hard time keeping up with the request of the current behemoth of the U.S. government. Quick update on Arcana Silver, as we had them on the show a couple times last year, and certainly they've had some issues with their project. And now in the midst of a debt restructure, Arcana continues to evaluate all available alternatives with respect to refinancing the company and satisfying the conditions, precedents contained in the restructuring agreement. I've been trying to get in contact with Arcana for a while. And as you can see here, Kevin Drover, who had been on the show a couple of times due to personal health issues, Kevin has not been readily available for the past few weeks. And also the company's investor relations consultant did recently depart. So again, mining, not an easy business. Things have not gone ideally well there, but there was an extension uh, about a week ago of this process but basically a debt restructure and just wanted to pass that along since i know we had them on the show and some folks have been wondering one other company i did want to mention quickly that had a recent deal that went a little bit better than that actually a lot better was precipitate gold core and they actually received five million in cash and a three percent net smelter royalty from barrick where they basically sold Barrick a piece of land that Barrick needed for some operations and is going to drill out to make sure that there's not substantial mineralization. Although this did turn out to be a good deal for Precipitate. They received 5 million in cash. I believe it was about 15 times more than they paid for that. Actually almost doubled their market cap and they still do have some projects. And again, I know that there are some Precipitate fans in our audience, so I did want to pass that along, so at least that you could be aware of that. And lastly, bringing you tonight's show is Fortuna Silver, which Rick Rule actually discussed recently on a call, so I thought his comments were insightful and match how I feel about the company, so we'll play a little snippet of that here before we wrap up tonight. Fortuna Silver, for people who can take a little bit of risk, I think is very cheap. The stock has suffered a lot as a consequence of underperformance uh, in Argentina and their expansion of franchise to West Africa. These people are very good implementers and it looks as though the Argentinian operations are beginning to perform. And if passed as prologue, I think they'll do a good job with the African operations. Uh, Fortuna Silver, because I am not risk averse, because I'm willing to take political and operational risk is one I favor. I think it's extremely cheap at this level. Well, there you go. The comments from Rick Rule. We did have an update with Fortuna on some of their recent drilling results, things going well at their Seguela project. And to hear the latest update on Fortuna Silver directly from management, along with questions from Dave Franzler and Rafi Farber, well, just click on the video that's coming your way now. 